All who come to this happy place, welcome. The moment has arrived to welcome the world to Euro Disney. Welcome, curious friends. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode. Is it the fourth one? It is. Of the uh, AD92 radio show, uh, I am once again joined by my co-host uh, Axel. Hello, Axel. How are you? Good evening. <laughs> and today uh, we also have a uh, special guest host, and it's uh, Elliot. Elliot Minko. Is that how you say name? I think yes, so. Yes. Welcome. If you're on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen his tweets um, and all his opinions. So uh, he'll be here with us tonight uh, to discuss. A ton of stuff, lots of news uh, happened recently um, at Disneyland Paris, uh, so let's just uh, jump right in. The first thing we're going to talk about is uh, Run Disney, and uh, the good thing is that all three of us have been participating in one way or another to Run Disney. Obviously, the superstar of Run Disney, if you watch his YouTube channel, is Axel, who's done all three races. Indeed, uh, and brought home four medals. Exactly. It's, it's buy three, get one free. Um, and um, and uh, Elliot and I did the 10K. So, 10K. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if we get thought, but um, I thought this year um, was bigger and better than last year. Actually, you did last year as well. Um, in terms of... In terms of well, size and pixie dust and uh, organization, I thought you did run for twice as long. Well, you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> they have uh, the start of the five k was was amazing around Lake Disney uh, with the entertainment on the boats. I really, really loved that. That was something for everyone because the boats kept going from one side to another. You know, just two little floaty things, entertainment. So everybody could see the entertainment. Even if you were in the back of the sea, you could see those dancers. If you were in, in the front of A, you also had those dancers. And that's not the case, still not the case with the 10K and the half marathon. Mm -hmm. We were lucky to be in front of the stage so we can hear everything they said. I don't know if that's a good thing because we <laughs> actually heard everything they said and they definitely said some dumb things. Yeah. But on the other hand, somebody in the back couldn't hear that. Okay, so this time they were lucky, but still they couldn't hear anything. So good, uh, a good thing for the five k. That was a, that was a fact. Personally, must, for me, I was at the finish line waiting for you, Axel, and we also had sort of the same people talking at the finish line. And you know, I, I feel for them; they have to entertain the crowd for an hour and a half until the first uh, um, runners arrive. But man, they need to find something better. Like, uh, from which country are you? <laughs> South America? Brazil? Like something like, come on. He, he, they kept coming, you know, for the half marathon. Is it, was it the half marathon? Daniel Lacour, Disney CEO yeah. for the half marathon. He came on stage and he talked. Right after that, they began to, you know, calling out countries from, hey, which country are you from? All the countries... Even the dude said again, America, which is the whole continent, but uh, he was not once that they say Belgium. And not only because I'm a Belgian, but Daniel is Belgium. He's a CEO. They even forgot his country. 
they need a script. That's what they need. They need a teleprompter. Yeah, Yeah, that guy needs way more than a teleprompter. Way more. Now, but overall, so yeah, yeah, Elliot, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say the whole five K thing was a bit of a nightmare for me personally because I was trying to cross from the expo to Sequoia to check into my hotel. So by having this race going through the middle of the village and around the lake, that kind of made it a bit of a nightmare for me to check into Sequoia. And I mean, they were doing okay at guest blowing it, but what they did was they kind of had the lane. They'd get you to cross to the middle of the lane. There'd be people running each side of you. They'd then stop the runners and have you do the last like bit across the lane. It was just really yeah, and that was that was the same thing for the half marathon for people just walking into Disney Village. So at some points, the runners were detoured to the left or to the right. So when the runners would go to the right, everybody could go from the left side to the middle. And then they would detour the runners to now go to the left side so that the guests could take the other hand. And they, they packed in like a small amount of people, like 20 people. And it was really busy and crowded uh, in Disney Village. So I don't think they did a, the best job they could because it's it's only that large. It's It's not that big, our Disney Village. But the thing is, they should usher people to take, if you're coming in from the train station or from guest parking, they should tell people to take the shuttles to the hotels during the race. Because then you obviously just go around. We couldn't even get to the shuttle because we had to go to the check-in expo. Yeah. and then Oh, because you were going to the yeah. expo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It was just... This is another thing. Like I don't understand why uh, they can't just uh, have the... Um, all the marathon stuff ready for for people who are staying in hotels. Um, yeah, just, just give it hotel. to you when you check in. Yeah. When you check in, you just get your stuff. Then maybe uh, you get a t shirt. And can we agree that there were less characters on the five k? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, because Way they have characters because they also did the ten k this year. You can have. I mean, they're not. They're on two different days, Ben. They're I know. Not the I know. same yeah. night. They could just use the same characters. I'm happy they did for the 10K and the half marathon because we didn't get to see Cusco, Isma, and Krunk. But we did see them uh, during the, the half, so that was cool. I mean, for the 5K, like, I remember watching last year, they had Roger Rabbit, they had Remy, Emil, Remy. and Linguini. Yeah. They had all these people that I've never seen before, haven't been seen for years. But, like, this year, the, the kind of the highlight for me personally was probably the Hunchback characters for the 5K. Would you agree that was the star of the race? Or Yeah, I only saw Esmeralda and Clopin. Uh, so see, oh. what they did this year differently at the party was they actually brought all the characters back from the 5K so you could go and meet all the characters from the 5K. That's to forget how miserable that party is. <laughs> so I got to meet both the Hunchback characters, which I was quite happy with. But it Did was... you get dinner for that no, story? No, it was just four. Four families did. Four. So Seriously? actually, actually, people we know went to. Well, I don't know if they they saw the whole restaurant. We went to look at the window, and they saw four tables. No, when I no evening. when I went past Bicho Show, I went to Ratatouille, and it was full. Yeah, they saw four tables. Unless so, they, I, I think don't know. because people were still finishing the five k, they obviously had to come. I think people don't want to spend a lot of money it to eat like there. It was like 80 euros. That was like, I was not, never paying that. <laughs> I'm not even paying 10 euros. It's that bad. 
but it's the, it's definitely a learning curve, I think, overall for Run Disney in Europe. In the US, people are happy to pay hundreds of dollars just to run, and in Europe, we're just not used to paying that kind of money, and especially for something that you know not everyone knows what they're going to get. And last year, the party was really bad before the 5K. Um, on the Friday night, it was really traumatizing. So I think this <laughs> year, a lot of people, <laughs> it was terrible. And I think this year, a lot of people probably were, you know, a bit scared to go. But yeah, it was dead. There was no one in there. Like all the attractions to walk on, all the characters to walk up. Bring the characters from the run into the party after. Not a bad idea, I guess. Um, but yeah, Axel, I remember seeing you on the finish line. You were very mad that you didn't uh, get to meet um, our friend Quasimodo. Yeah, well, especially because I started the race thinking we would have as many characters as the year before mm -hmm. so what happens is you you run already and i think we were at one and a half kilometers uh, in the race and beauty and the beast were the first one we saw now we have seen beauty and the beast before uh well not in paris but in, in other parts so but we didn't didn't need to see beauty and the beast so we said okay we're gonna go on to the next one because we're gonna have plenty more we see Clopin and Esmeralda, we say, okay, we're going to stop here. But then it's like that. We had Marie who stands now every day on Main Street. Mm -hmm. So we didn't need to stop for her. And, you know, I was a bit disappointed in the characters. 10K and half marathon were way better. And also it was dark. Jeez. <laughs> I filmed the three races. So I, from start to finish, I wanted to have the races on tape. And now, okay, it's, it's, it's an evening race, and I understand that. But at a moment, the electricity went out. Yeah. And there was like no lights backstage. So everyone was like, okay, it's dark, and there's no music, and this is weird. Nothing. So, nah. People were saying as they were running towards the lights, they were just turning off, like, as they ran past them, like. Yeah. So I don't know what, what happened there, so... Someone forgot well, to let me know. Well, it was the first edition, so I guess, you know, maybe uh, next year it will be a bit better. It sounds like they're going to do the same. It, it was a really good race. Something that I didn't know is that last year we also uh, started in, you know, they let people, I don't know, maybe 200, 250 run, and then let us wait for a few minutes and then let the other pack run. Yeah. They never used to do that in the American parks. So when they saw how it was working in Paris, they took it over to the US because in the US it was just run and everybody in one big package used to run. And since they did that at Paris last year, they're starting to do that now too in the US parks. So that's, that's a really good thing. Something I thought that was a standard Paris. thing. That they were doing everywhere. No. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> I haven't done any other races in the US. Apparently not. I didn't knew that until people said that to us. So that was that was good. Now the one of the big scandals that well, the big <laughs> scandals, but one of the issues that they ran into was T-shirts and medals. So mm -hmm. here's what happened uh, by the end of the 10k, I believe, or did it happen in the 5k as well? 5k. 5k. Okay. Um, we started getting reports that people weren't able to get medals um, because basically some runners, um, and I think some people even bragged about it, um, were finishing the race, walking around, 
and then running again, getting another medal, and maybe even getting a third one. Uh, which meant that apparently they didn't have enough medals uh, for everyone in the 5k. Uh, you know, Axel has one and he's waving it at us now. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, do you have one? I have two. No, I have a mini one and a big one. Okay, you have a, Okay, yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, Elliot has a yeah. pin version and <laughs> yes, a rip Because yeah. we're going to get better <laughs> thing like Elliot is the reason. So, um, I don't know. There's multiple issues there. Um, also, the issue with the t shirt. So, I'm not really sure if did Run Disney not have enough medals and not enough t-shirts or were people allowed to take more than one? And if that's the case, why not just start a system where you have a coupon to get your medal? It's something that's done in many races around the world. You detach it from your bib, you give it to the person and then you get your medal. I don't understand how it was so freely given out, which, you know, it's, they're excited and it's all, they think that people are going to be honest. It's really sad that. Apparently, people are not, but uh, next year, people that needs are not, to change. And they, they have the, the, the like coupon things on the bed because you have to detach that for your T-shirt. Yeah. So they could do one up and one under. So the one underneath, you give it for your T-shirt, and then the other one, you pull it off and you get your medal. But they didn't do that. And then people aren't as honest as we would think because when, when we arrived for the 5K, they were truly standing and we thought that same thing where well, we looked at each other and there were people coming at us with a medal and we're like, okay, but we have one. It's okay. But then thinking, you know, we could just take that off, run to the other side and nobody would see us. That isn't a good system, but we were thinking that people actually did that. And I heard a story from, from a guy or a lady uh, at Vapiano who was proudly showing the three 5k medals because they kept on giving him or her medals. Oh, yeah, that's, and that's not that's okay. not a good thing to do. On the other hand, that's for the five k. It also happened for the kids races. Mm. And sorry, I do not understand that. They're like, I do not understand it. And they start giving away uh, half marathon medals to the kids because they wouldn't be disappointed. And a half marathon wasn't sold out, so they had plenty of medals. But still. It's yeah. something they need to figure out for next year, medals and also t-shirts because t-shirts did have a coupon system. And when I showed up on the Friday night, well, they have no more t-shirts. And apparently we've had people on our team getting emails just today from Disneyland Paris uh, saying, we're going to send you your well-deserved t-shirts and there's going to be another email confirming that it's been sent. I have personally not gotten one, but uh, someone on our team has. So I guess they're on it. Um, apparently what happened with the t-shirts was so obviously you went on the website and you selected your t-shirt preference like me and you we didn't do that till about what two weeks before the race um apparently they were ordered in may so they didn't know what who how many of what size was needed because we were only putting our preferences in about two weeks before the race so they just had to order a bunch so they didn't run out of t-shirts they just ran out of them in the sizes we wanted so they had enough t-shirts just like they might have ordered too many small when we want medium for example and the one of the things and i don't know i don't think that's the case for the 5k t-shirts but the other t-shirt because they're in another material the 5k Mm -hmm. t-shirt was really cotton t-shirt a normal t-shirt the other one is more like a sports t-shirt and uh, not so much for the men but i saw a lot of women standing in line to change 
the t-shirts because they were really small so they were fitted really really small and we had a lady next to us a german lady who already i think asked the xl or the double xl the biggest size and still it wouldn't fit and a lot of ladies who, who took the normal large or medium that they used to wear had to return it to get a size up so mm -hmm. maybe they should they couldn't mention that in in the the, the mails or in the the order formula saying like get a size up but now a lot of people change their t-shirts and maybe because of that they were i don't know out of stock for for some t-shirts all right, but for a big event like this, it's something they should really plan. You need to order, you know, 20% more t-shirts and maybe you'll have extra, maybe, you know, uh, I think the, the, the previous years they were selling them off in some of the cast member uh, shops backstage or something for like two euros or something, you know, just there, there are ways to offload them. If you have too many, just give them to volunteers or, you know, uh, but it shouldn't be a situation. Yeah, you know, why not? <laughs> But it shouldn't be a situation. It's 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 disappointing for everyone, you know, because I thought I was gonna run with my t-shirt last year. I didn't because we had some eighty ninety two t-shirt this year. We didn't do them, so I thought I was gonna run in my in my run Disney shirt, um, and I I didn't, you know. So it's not the end of the world, but it's something that should be sort of simple and work fine. But uh, anyway, hopefully next year. That will be figured out. And there's one thing, though, I wanted to say about the race, and it was also the case last year. I think it was even more this year. Is um, one of my favorite part, apart from the characters and just being running uh, in the parks and backstage, is also all the cast members who are oh, in yes. front of their attractions and who just cheer you up, who have signs, who are, you know. And I think that really makes the race, and that really makes the the Disney difference, like they say. Uh, between just you know running a marathon in the streets of Paris or running a marathon in at Disney, so good job. I just have I just have one little thing to say about that. You had all the cast members cheering. I absolutely loved them. You had really good um, ACCs. Well, for those who don't know, those are the people that stand with the character. Or there's a, a, a how do you say it in English? Maybe a, a attendant attendant for a supervisor yes and you had some really nice ones that are prepared standing next to mm -hmm. you saying okay give your phone is it on photo good take the picture give your phone and you're off and then we had attendants while just talking to each other and yelling to everybody well it's selfie mode today yeah. some of them refused to take my phone i was like what they refused to take phones and now it's a big event there's a lot of people i can understand that and you don't want to take pictures the whole day but you're with two you're talking to another but you refuse to take phones and people have to take a selfie and that's that's borderline for me that's the one thing they have to do is just stand there in line take the phone and take a picture that's all and if they refuse to do that I can, I can understand that they're not anticipating on it. I can understand that they're not waiting for a phone to be put in their hands. I totally get that. But if somebody just nicely asks, can you take a picture, please? And you refuse to do that. You say it's selfie mode. You know what they did? They turned around, got to the racer in the line just behind them. Can you please take my picture? 
that runner did that. He took the picture and he turned around and it took way more time for each and every runner to take each other pictures than just the attendant taking the picture. And they have some, there were some who did it and who did a great job. I have really lovely pictures and thank you for the ones who did, for the ones who didn't and refused, shame on them. Exactly. Like, there obviously wasn't a policy because if it was Boom. a policy then everyone would have done it. So it's kind of like their own little rule they just decided to make up. That's right. But I think actually you make a good point that if, if they don't do it, people are just not going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm just not going to take a picture then. People are, are going to turn to someone else. And by the time they ask someone else and that person comes in and they do it, it's going to take like three times the time that it would have yeah. taken if they would just have snapped it quickly. And understand that, you know, the cues need to move and... And obviously, also, some people were upset that some of the character uh, meets were closed at the end of the race. Elliot, you, you, you had some of the, the, the character location closed at the end of the race. But, it, you know, it is, a, it is a race. So if you... Start it early. I think people... Exactly. Well, if people, people also have to understand that you have to prioritize and yeah. take a gamble. And maybe that someone better will be on later. Or maybe you just putting all your eggs on the first ones. But you cannot wait you know, 15 minutes for each and every character because then you'll get swept because it's also, it's still a running race. It's not a, you know, a giant meet and greet or just a giant meet and greet. So this is something that people have to remember. So, but my issue was though, that kind of like, it was, it was luck of the draw. If you were in Coral A, you had time to go around and meet every character and you wouldn't have to worry about being swept or the lines being closed. But those us further back in Coral C, who had like no choice where we were, we didn't get that opportunity. Like I ran the race like properly at a good speed, and I did stop for some characters. And then by the time I was reaching like the stars, like the dragon and stuff like that, the queues were closed. Like I just personally don't see that as fair because I, I didn't start the race until nearly eight o'clock when the start time was seven. So that's yeah. like, and then they say. No, but everybody, everybody has the chance. Like we were in Coral B, we started the three races with. Uh, the same people with some uh, American friend of ours and they said okay we are gonna go there as soon as we can as soon as it opens we are there in front of the gate and literally we were standing there in front of the gate so we were in Coral B and ended up running with the first with Coral A starting the race with the runners of Coral A because we're there so early and now you have the whole Coral Sea, if you were there in time and early enough, you're way far ahead of people who come in late. I have a sister-in-law for the 5K who came in late. She was, I think maybe she was the, the complete last one. She arrived as, as the last one. So then it's, she cannot come and complain and say, I was the last one. No, be there early and bright and look for a good spot you know i know it's it's not fun to have a coral sea but you can work your way up uh, and to, also to, can you not change spot. corals i feel like some people were able to just go and be yes, or they a medical they reasons though there there are a few things you know there's maybe a, a technical issue where you have a whole group that has coral b and there's one or two from the complete group that have a C. So they would allow you to go into B. If it's a big group and there's only one of them, 
not in the B. For any L, anybody else, if you had two C's and two B's, you wanted to run together, everybody was moved to the C. I know, if you had I two A's, two C's, everybody was removed to the C. I know some people So you get who... pulled down then? I know yeah. some people who stuck their hands over their bib and marched into Coral A, and the cast members didn't care. Well, it, those aren't cast members, those are yeah. volunteers from some kind of way. But for, for us in the Coral B, they, they had flashlights, they were really checking each and every bib if we were allowed into that Coral Nerd. So they, they did a good job, a better job than last year. But I, I guess it's like Ben says, it's a race. So think... mainly it's a race and it's nice if you if you can see characters, but we were we didn't do Mickey and Minnie. That line was way too long. I so... think the mistake they made was scheduling EMH at 9am that day when they could have just had it in studios because the reason why the characters had to stop and people had to leave is because they had to get the park ready for EMH. Is that, are you, is that giving yourself two hours? Is that really enough time? Because everyone would have been happy if it was till 10 because that extra hour. But do you, do you want to race like in Walt Disney World, for instance, the wine and dine? Starts at 5.30 a.m. I'd be happy to get there at 5.30 a.m. Knowing that I'm going to have a fair chance to do. But what, cause oh I also God, had don't say that. They're going to schedule us for 5.30 next year. I actually <laughs> had, during the 10K, I only ran 9K because they actually shaved a kilometer off. They were like, no, Oh, at the end, right? Way, Something happened way. at the end. Yeah, um, they they, so they cut know, it off. Yeah. We, so you know when you go up to all the gargoyles around the roundabouts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do that. When we ran out of Ventureland, they were like, no, this way, this way. So I did, like, I got like 7k, then 30 seconds later, it was the 8k side, and they are like, what's going on here? Uh, but later... Am I, I running out. so fast? Yeah, uh, uh, later I found out <laughs> that it was because... But I didn't walk for any of it. I ran at a decent pace without training. Yeah. Um, well, Run Disney is still very much a work in progress right. anyway, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, next year is going to be only the third one. How many years have they been doing this in the U.S.? So um, I think every year it's going to improve. Hopefully they, they fix a few of the issues they have they had this year. And uh, and also, you know, we mentioned in our previous episode, so we're not going to talk about it again, but registration, please get a website at works because, you know, people don't want to wait three hours to register. We're not going to talk about, we're not gonna talk about that again, but, you know... <laughs> And photo pass. Uh, quickly, because then we have to take a break. But yeah, um, the photos still, still not our right. photos. No. Okay. They said they were going to be done by Sunday. Then it was Wednesday, and we still haven't got our photos. They're all there. We just can't download no, them. No, they're still watermarked. Yeah. Yeah. And people are having issues saying that they haven't purchased it, when actually they have. So, and then we emailed them, and we got an email back saying you need to purchase it. And we're like, no, we have purchased it. So it's just a bit of a nightmare. Well, well, list of issues, but you know, hopefully that will get figured out. Um, let's take a break. Um, we're gonna take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about one of the big topics of this month of October. It's of course Halloween, the new Halloween. So uh, stick around. We'll be back. Believe in what you see right before you. Crystallized. 
to see this forest alive with possibility could secrets be hiding here inside enter an emerald dream when nothing is truly what it seems and her treasures Welcome back to the ED92 Radio Show, episode four, and I am here with Axel and Elliot, and the second topic that we are going to cover tonight is Halloween. So Halloween at Disneyland Paris this year was a big departure from everything that has been done before. Uh, Just to summarize quickly, there is no Halloween parade, no villain show on Castle um, stage, there is no pumpkins or... um, ghost or anything any decoration on main street everything is in frontier land um apart from the uh tricycle gang uh, on main street which is uh, a procession i'm going to try to describe it in a nice way a procession of villains on tricycles really that's really what it sounds like um uh, themed to uh the 25th anniversary because you know um Main Street is only celebrating the 25th anniversary, so God forbid anything else is not blue and silver. Um, And up in Frontierland, we have Goofy and his skeleton party. Uh, If you have, you have to see it. Uh, So if you want to just go to our YouTube, it's probably the best way. If you haven't seen it, Uh, it's a very short parade. It's cute. Um, uh, So uh, you know we. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, I, there's been there's been quite there's been a few positive reviews on Halloween. There's also been some comments. Uh, I'll maybe I'll start. I think that uh, <laughs> I think there are two things that are great this season. It is the uh, Mexican theme decoration, which are not cocoa. <laughs> They're not cocoa. They look like cocoa, and it could very well be, uh, but they're not because Wonder Pixar what happened does not. There. 
Yeah, well, Pixar doesn't want Coco to be associated with Halloween, which it is at Disneyland Resort in California, so bit confused there. But at Disneyland Paris, it is not Coco, but Coco is coming for Christmas. So I don't know how that makes sense, but that's what's <laughs> See, now it on. makes sense why the Coco was removed off the poster. Exactly, exactly. Um, but it still looks, um, you know, a Mexican um, DS. They're more, I'm very bad at Spanish, but Mexican celebration of Halloween. Um, I love the uh, uh, the statues and the flags and the whole theme in Frontierland. I thought that was really well done. Um, and the second thing I think is really good are the new costumes. Mickey and Minnie also have Mexican theme. And Donald looks like he's applying for RuPaul's Drag Race um, in his uh, Maleficent <laughs> costume. Uh, but he looks really cool. It was a big, uh, it was a big surprise there. So why not? Um, but when it comes to the Skeleton Party, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the van. Uh, is it too short? We can't hear it. We've heard a lot of things. What do you guys think? Right. So, so they, they've reorganized it, the whole thing, because it wasn't working. So the order is now completely different to what many of the YouTube videos. Okay. That makes sense. Is it better? So it's now is like, it, can it's you hear now it better? Like, it's now the Caballeros at the front with Goofy. So the scarecrows can be right next to the speakers, so they can hear it and do the routine. Okay. Is this is and this is not what you saw, Axel? Right. I saw uh, the two. The, I saw the very start, and then the change that they put the cavaleros up in front. I have seen that too. So I have videos of the both of them, and it's still not doing much. The little van isn't doing much for me. Uh, because you hear it really, you hear the quality changing during the video, which you have the background music in Frontierland and then the van riding by. Now, there's a big difference if you watch the Skeleton Parade or Dance Party uh, more to the start, the Chapel Theater, or if you watch it just, you know, everything between the shop the Mercantile and Fuente del Oro. The music and the audio is really good down there. So if you have to take a spot, take it right there because that's a good spot. And if you even want a better spot, go stand, you know, just at this shooting range. If you stand there, they go, actually they do a little roundabout around the entrance of Frontierland to go back to the Chapel Theater. So then you can see them twice. So that's a really good spot to stand. If you want to see them, if you want to have, I think it's four and a half minutes of fun instead of two minutes, 15. <laughs> so you get, you get double, basically you watch it twice. So it, it feels like yeah. you, you have more entertainment. Um, is this van Disney quality? <laughs> I know it's Onet quality. <laughs> if you don't know, Onet are the uh, cleaning company uh, of Disneyland Paris. Uh, when they're not yeah, on strike, they do clean the park. Everybody is talking about the van. I think the van is just needed for the audio, especially in the Chaparral area. Um, I think it's not that bad. I don't know why they changed it. I don't know why the Cavaliers have to stand there just uh, around Goofy because that breaks it a little. It was nicer to have them stand behind the van. It was because the um, the dancers doing the scarecrows couldn't hear the track. 
especially. Yeah, then they should listen better. Um, because, I mean, I got told a rumour they didn't actually run this in the park until the first time they showed it off on the 1st of October. Yeah, but that was the same thing uh, with the Tricycle Gang that actually they just had to do it the night before and the morning before opening, so they weren't totally ready. Uh, the first day, somebody something was wrong with the audio uh, when they switched uh, tricycles because they do switch tricycles. So if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. uh, the tricycles start and then all of a sudden everybody stops. They open the tricycle door and then they change sides for from the tricycle. I don't know why, because you, you only see them once. You're not going to run behind them to see it from the other side. And if you do run behind them, just switch sides of road. So I don't know why they switch them, but they do. And I was standing on Town Square with the tricycle gang coming up on Main Street, so with the castle in in the background. And that's a really nice view. But I think it's still, it's a little, it feels a little empty. Mm -hmm. So I do, I dig the song. It's a really nice song. But it has that empty feeling. It's not, the Harvest Parade, the Halloween Parade was so... Full and in color and you had a really it was a feel-good parade You would watch that you would hear the song and you were like still whistling and like woo We saw the parade and still were in a happy vibe Now you see those tricycles and you say okay cool villains. That's a great costume for Donald Okay, what's next and you forget it that instant It's like the, the the carriage with the frozen yeah. Females. Yeah. So why? Because you know, last year or I think even a year before, they were doing the villain show on Castle Stage, and at the end of the show, they will all come off the stage and they will be out there for maybe fifteen minutes and meet the guests. And it, they had a system that actually you would think would not work, but actually kind of worked, where the villain was just standing here, and then they would just point at people and they would come in and take a quick photo, and then eventually they will just you know walk backstage, and it wasn't total chaos. And even in Castle Stage, it's not. Not that much room there. Why, and I don't understand why they couldn't do that, uh, for example, in Town Square. I put some of those stickers on the ground, and then you just have the tricycles come down, and then they could meet guests there for 15 minutes, and do their photo with Donald in his new costume. And the same thing for the Skeleton Party. Like, why don't they just stop somewhere and, um, and take photos with guests, make it a little bit longer? And something I was talking about the other day is when they call it a Skeleton Street Party, I was hoping for some sort of, you know, maybe a big plaza in front of a cowboy cookout where you'd have like some music all day, maybe a DJ, maybe some dancers coming every half hour and then the characters would come in that half an hour later, something interactive that would go on all day and give life to the area. With a skeleton, I feel is just a two minute thing or four minutes if you were to twice. Um, and then it just goes away, right? From challenge, it goes back to normal for, for a couple hours. You know, and yeah, that- the- so you go. Oh no, they. It is true. I have to admit that the two parades. I don't know if we can call them parades. If if the two events walk by. So I don't. I don't even call that an event. That's that's way too big for that. That's what I did on but the press. Celebrations. Except, two celebrations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two frightfully celebrations. I saw the. Yeah, the communication. They, they it are, is a bit frightful. Um, yeah, it is frightful, especially for mice. Now, we do have very, very good meet and greets 
which are all over the park. So that's good. And I, mean, I think you made, uh, you made the old hag, which I think is the winner of the Halloween season, you said? The, the queen and the old hag. Uh, the, 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 I mean, the witch was just... Come on, she was great. She was in a great mood. She danced, she sang. Well, I don't know if you can call that singing. But <laughs> she was in a, in, in a great, great mood. So was Gaston. Uh, everybody's loving the new uh, Mickey and Minnie costumes. If Donald would have a meet and greet in that Maleficent outfit, lines would go crazy. Because that's such a cool costume. Well, next year, maybe they can... I hope so. But meet and greets, they, they win on meet and greets. Now you know, before, as you said, after the show, you could go meet the villains. But it was like everybody standing around them and they would choose somebody like, you're up next, come take your pictures, like the stormtroopers do at the Walt Disney Studios. Now you stand in line and you know, okay, if I'm standing in line now, I'm going to meet that character. Before, you were never sure. They did it uh, at the evening. I'm still missing that, though. At the evening, the villains would come out on Town Square. I don't know if you still remember that. Yeah, that was like, such a good idea. People planned. loved that. Yeah, and you had a second chance. So I'm missing that, but now all the meet and greets are nicely planned, and you know who you can see. You have an approximate wait time. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. So the, the thing that also, um, you know, everyone, uh, well, no one is really talking about is what is going on with Halloween at Disneyland Paris? Because um, there's some uh, rumors flying around and, uh, you know, we're only saying it here on the podcast. You didn't hear it from us. But um, it could be that uh, last year was the last time that people could see the Halloween parade without paying extra. And uh, the 25th anniversary is the perfect break um, to basically let people get used to not having a parade at all and then bringing it back next year, but only doing a series of upcharge Halloween party that would obviously there would be more than one, um, but very much to the you know uh, mirror of what's going on in the US. Um, what do you guys think? Would you pay an extra 40 euros for a Halloween party if it had the parade that you couldn't see during the day and the villain show that you couldn't see during the day and free treats and basically the whole entertainment that you get in the US? Is this a good idea for Paris? Would people buy this? It, it has to be good. Like They can't just offer exactly what they offered last year and say, oh, we're going to charge 40 euros for it now. They have to offer something, whether it's rare characters or something else around the lands, maybe mini shows around the lands, just something different, just to differ it from exactly last year, because people won't be happy for paying what was once free. But it, will, it would be better than this year, and then you, people will probably keep the Skeleton party during the day, right? It's like... How many people are going to remember how it was when it was free? Because now it's going to be two years ago by the time they do this next year, you know? Ben, honestly, my garage Halloween party is better than this year's Halloween celebration. <laughs> but, I mean, first you of have all... A, you I have a Halloween totally... party in your garage? Yeah, I don't have a garage. You're invited. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm totally fine with it. Um, we have the same thing in Walt Disney World where you have basically and strictly nothing except a few 
Halloween decorations. I know I love those pumpkins in, in Main Street and on Town Square and, and on the, the stage in front of the castle. But that's it. Nothing else in Walt Disney World. No special meet and greets, no special parades, no special encounters, nothing. All the rest you're going to pay for. And we're not talking 40 euros. We're talking at least $80 up to 100 if you get closer to Halloween. My ticket but those are really those are really nice celebrations. You go trick-or-treating, you see uh, characters you you're, don't see that often or not. Uh, you have a great parade, you have a great show, and you have those amazing fireworks. If they can offer me that same thing for Paris price, I don't know how you call it, but that's half price of what the other parks are asking. Uh, I would gladly go to one, two, or maybe three parties. Yeah, but that would mean that would mean also no meet and greets during the day. And so if you if you're going during the Halloween season, you better know that there's a party and buy a ticket because if you don't, you're going to be very disappointed. It will be just Disneyland Paris as usual, with you know pumpkins on Main Street, some decoration and. Maybe they would keep some of the Frontierland entertainment and they just debuted it this year. You'd have a lot of decorations to look at. Maybe a cute little parade-ish thing. Well, well, why why the parade? Why do extra? People pay the same amount of money to go inside the parks in August and in September. And they don't get anything extra. As same for June uh, or July. So right, but the problem is in Paris... People got used to getting all that stuff, so that's why I'm that's why I'm thinking this year is the best year to break off and basically, you know, put everyone off the Halloween parade and the villain show because now people are people see what it's like without it and they learn to be happy with that. I mean, in Paris, they're also used to smoking in the park, not listening to cast members climbing on every rock and picnicking everywhere. So maybe that's time for a change too. So I think it's a good change. If you ask me, they didn't need to throw something in like the skeleton or the, the, the tricycles. They could just leave that behind. I would have been happy if they just had some decorations. And they could even leave the ghosts, the Main Street ghosts. They could even leave them in the back lot because what they did now was just, yeah. Yeah, there was there, there was no really there was that. really something weird that happened in Frontierland is that they have all those brand new decorations, but still they felt the need to basically pull out everything that they had backstage. And there are four different styles. There are the scarecrows. There are the new not cocoa decorations. There are the ghosts of Main Street who ended up there, and all the pumpkins that are usually on Main Street roof, which actually these are actually probably okay. They're probably the ones that are the most blended into the rest. And then they also threw in everything that was usually in the hub and everything that was ever used for meet and greet, plus some stuff from Disney Village, which... Yeah. Why? Well, you, why? Well, if you, if you walk through there, you... You start at the Chapel Theater, including uh, the space in front of Cowboy Cookout. Those are the traditional pumpkin man, the orange stuff. Then if you walk from Chapel Theater, you're going to still have those pumpkins, but they're going to start changing colors, like having those dots and more blue and more green. 
and then purple. And then you're going to walk into the Mexican area where you have all the, I'm saying it, it's cocoa decorations. So, so where you have all those cocoa decorations. And that's really nice. Like you, you just have to, to feel like you're stepping into something else. And then you have those transition pumpkin men with different colors. So I can live with that. The ghosts, on the other hand, especially the ones, on, on the, the ones that are in front of uh, Phantom Manor, I think people were having heart attacks, not and as big heart moved. attacks as what we're going to talk next. But, but will they go move? I don't know. Did they get moved because of guest flow or did they get moved because of uh, complaints? Because the tennis players are still there. So tennis players are still there and everything else, you know, you have those, the mechanic ghost that clearly goes into Main Street Motors. There's the, the ghost with the toothache that's for the dentist. Yeah. You yeah. have a, a ghost with a painting of Main Street standing in Frontierland. I said, what's the problem? Can't you see that those ghosts are made for Main Street? And if you don't want to put anything in Main Street, although they would fit in great with the uh, washed off blue of the 25th anniversary, why not? Why not put a few ghosts yeah, in there? I was, I was honestly, I was expecting a ghost to be on Main Street because I don't think they would clash at all. I don't see what the issue is. You, they're, they're perfectly fine in Main Street. They, they fit. could have fit perfectly onto Main Street without a doubt. And you would have given a little bit of, you know, special something to Main Street. And yeah, people love or hate the ghosts, but they fit in Main Street. That's just a. They fit on Main Street, and they, they should. If you if you're gonna pull away the ghost and put away the, the tricycle gang, because that doesn't fit, and uh, yeah. It, well, it everyone was expecting those tricycles to be to be rethemed at the least. Like well, I, really, when I, I when think I, we're yeah. <laughs> I think everyone had their mouth open when they came out and were like, "Well, I had a, I had a little clue because during the 10k." Scrooge was out in front of Castle Stage, and that was literally yes. a week before the beginning of the of the Halloween season. Not even a week, yeah, about a week. And um, I was like, oh, he was save this one. <laughs> exactly. Like, did they save one? Because I don't remember them having that many. Uh, no, they didn't save one. They just didn't do anything to it. And uh, really, it would have taken just a bit of uh, of paint. But then, you know, I guess then you have to worry like, how do you dress the uh, what do you call it? the drivers? Because uh, the drivers also have the April twelfth um, costumes, so then you need new costumes. costumes. Don't they have a? They they don't have a parade. Don't they have enough enough costumes? You think? They well, even pulled out the, the old Maleficent costumes from from the God. Halloween. The, those dancers. How old are those costumes? Yeah. I'm happy they, they they don't fall out of each other. There there aren't any moths flying out of it. Yeah. That old. I think I know. It's well, clear and to they me. also had the pumpkin, the pumpkin man, which is great to see them, but it's a bit sad to see them outside of the Halloween parade. Because I'm like, oh, it's a reminder of you know what used to be. <laughs> but hey, I think yeah. it was a good try. They went over the top with the decoration, and they went a bit under with the entertainment. I think a bit, <laughs> just slightly. For me, I think it's clear that I don't think the Tricycle Gang will come back next year. I mean, I think if, if it was going to, they would have re-themed them. Yeah, there's uh, no way. It doesn't have to come back, back this year. <laughs> yeah. However, people well, you know, were there. You... 
said that yeah. the tricycle gang was cute for interaction, but that's about it. I mean, did you find that? Is there an interaction? It's it's it's, re it's weird because they don't have the parade courts for the tricycle gang. So we have to remember that we come from Halloween last year, where after the show, villains come into the crowds and start meeting guests. And I had that same idea. They, the first day, they stopped. They came out of those tricycles and said, all right, this is it. We are going to meet all those villains. We are going to see Donald in his costume. We're going to go up close, take pictures. But they just changed tricycles and nobody can touch them or go near them. So why do you have to get off? I think maybe for a bit of for a bit of uh, to add a bit of life and feel make make them feel like they're not prisoners inside the tricycle too, so that you can see them walk. I guess I don't know. So to be sure they're still alive. Yeah, <laughs> to show that they're not statues. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, they could have done more. So just a little decoration, a little decoration on the tricycles. And maybe just let them walk through to the guests, say hi, maybe a selfie from the side of the road, mm -hmm. and then hop back on. But yeah. now it's just like it's it's not it didn't fill the whole of Matrix. It doesn't you don't have that feel like you should have on Halloween. When the tricycles go down Main Street, do they go down Central Plaza past the Castle Stage? Do they come back up Main Street? Yeah. So they go past... The parade route. Oh, so... Hmm. So suddenly so they... Yeah. So they go and they come back. So if you have... Uh, the first one will start in... Uh, will start on Town Square. So for the second one, you can stand on Town Square. You see them coming f from the castle with the castle in the backdrop, which is a great sight. I, uh, I filmed it and it's really nice to see them coming down Main Street because they, they're spread all over the road. So... That's nice, but once they, they drive by, it's like, ugh, that's empty. So and, it just doesn't have much mm. substance to it. No, no. So the thing, I think the thing that, you know, to, to close the, the conversation, I, I feel like the, I feel like here we're not complaining that, that we don't have the Halloween parade or that Halloween is not exactly as last year, because I think everyone by now understands that it's the 25th anniversary. It's a decision that was made. They think that people come to see the 25th anniversary, whether that's true or not. That's the decision that was made. And so they downscale Halloween and they try to do something new. But I think there was definitely some questionable decisions that were done here. And some of them were too over the top. Some of them were a bit, you know, not really thought through. Um, so something to think about, especially if there's not going to be a Halloween party, a Halloween parade every day. Uh, free for the guests if it's going to become a private party only thing they need to work out exactly what works during the day what they want to keep so that it doesn't become something silly you know that people wait for and get disappointed so but on the other hand we have to hand it um, the meet and greets are awesome the new outfits mm -hmm. for mickey and minnie are amazing uh we met and and really I couldn't imagine any better meet and greet than the old hag, uh, the evil queen, 
She was she was great. She's always amazing, isn't she? Uh, Did she stare at you? Doctor Doctor like Fasselier, uh, even Maleficent. Uh, yeah. Gaston was singing uh, "Happy Birthday" to to a girl. Those were all really really amazing. So they did a great job with all the characters. Thank you, the Catherine. Rest is just like <laughs> yes. Just uh, out of interest, how long did you have to wait for each character? Usually, just the average. It depended. I think we waited about twenty minutes to half an hour for Facilier. That's that not was the first day. So bad. And then we were very lucky uh, because there's on the schedule you only see the evil queen, but they switch from the evil queen to the old hag. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were standing in line. We got the evil queen. She was great. So, if the evil queen should listen to this podcast, you were great. Um, the old hack would that was funny as. I can say the word, but it was terribly funny. It was amazing. Um, was it frightfully fun? Yeah, <laughs> and you just—it's—it's it's a bit like all the other things. You—you you should go at the start of the meet and greet. So when it starts at ten o'clock, be there at ten o'clock. If you're gonna be there at ten fifteen or ten twenty, people and other guests are gonna see that there's a character. They're gonna start to line up. And lines will be longer. We waited 20 minutes for Mickey and Minnie. In the afternoon, I think we were close to an hour or more. So, yeah. yeah. So look at the schedule. Because it's true. Most guests don't look at the schedule. They just walk around and then they see a character and it's already too late by then. And the schedule is not the one with the castle and the 25th anniversary thing on it. That's a map. (laughs) <laughs> it's not yeah people don't know people don't know the difference yeah. they should and uh well um you know well, i'll be um i'll be checking out uh the halloween season at a disneyland resort in california next week so on the next podcast we can compare the two <laughs> <laughs> and axel is making a very rude gesture that you might have seen in guardians of the galaxy uh <laughs> because you are laughing with us that you go to dca to see cars halloween to see halloween with, yeah you leave us with a <laughs> no, tricycle we gang. have to be honest thank you for that he's only going for one day i am going for one day because you know you have to deal with people who don't always want to go to disney all the time so i managed to negotiate yeah. one day but that's all i need to do you know i've done disneyland resort many times i'm going to see halloween people... and to get on the train so I always said there were people crazy enough to pay for Max Pass. I am paying for Max Pass, you know, and and <laughs> I am. When you're there for one day, you need Max Pass, and it's also going to be a of fun course. test because it's something that's also rumored to be coming to Paris. Uh, we we tend to be modeled after Disneyland Resort more than Walt Disney World because our resort is closer in demographic uh, to to California than than to Florida, so. If Max Packs ever, uh, Max Packs, Max Pass, Max, Max Pack, why did they call this thing? Um, we all know it won't to... be called Max Pass in Paris, though. It'd be like no, Disney, it skip like... the lines via your phone pass. Yeah. Level 2 of someone's okay, the Max Pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we'll talk about Halloween again next podcast, hopefully. And uh, we'll also talk about Christmas next time because uh, the. 
the season will have started. Um, it's expected to be great. So amazing. Let's see. Let's see. Everything let's that see. Halloween should be, but it's not. Well, we'll see. Uh, all right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be, com- oh, we'll be coming. We'll be coming back with um, scheduling and all the new changes that have been uh, going on around the parks. And then after that, we'll be talking about everyone, about what everyone's uh, waiting for. It is. We're going to talk about everyone. Come on. We're going to talk Send about your everyone. Name. We're we going to talk that about anyway. you. <laughs> we'll do that anyway. We'll come back later. We'll talk about Marvel. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back.
We are back on the ED92 radio show. This is our third segment. I'm here with Axel and Elliot. You guys still uh, alive after our yeah. Halloween discussion? <laughs> I'm the still next... crying. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to, to dry my tears. Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is a big, is a, is an odd change. Everyone is confused. So just to summarize the situation, we're going to talk about scheduling. And extra magic hours have been going on at Disneyland Paris for years, and it's usually been eight to ten at Disneyland Park, and everyone was sort of happy with that. Uh, you know, if you're really motivated, you would just go and get up early, and if you weren't, then you would just have a little bit of EMH. Um, so they they're changing this up. It started uh, this week, last week. Yeah, this Sunday. Yes, they started on Sunday. This week. Um, so the hours are now so originally they were changed to nine to ten at both parks so you would still get two hours but obviously since there are two different parks and there's only one of you you can only go to one so technically you're only getting one hour of emh um at at, at a time uh so it's it's now been changed to 8 30 to 9 30 which really throws you into the twilight zone as to what happens between 9 30 and 10. <laughs> So, Axel, you've you've uh, you've tested it for us. Um, what what's going on? You we entered because the original plan was to go to the Walt Disney Studios. We were at the Disneyland Hotel, so we got out and we just wanted to see how much people were lining up for the Disneyland Park. And to our surprise, the park was open already, so we could enter at eight fifteen. Oh. <laughs> We could walk through Main Street, no meet and greets, nothing was there. And uh, they all kept us on Center Plaza, where at 8.30, they rope dropped Fantasyland through the castle. So that was the only way to get to Fantasyland. And I do say Fantasyland, so in the new Extra Magic Cars, only Fantasyland is there for the Extra Magic Time. Sorry, did I say hours again? time because it's now called extra magic time shocking uh, so nothing in discovery land nothing in frontier land nothing in adventureland only fantasy land so still the meet and greets on main street and then you have the carousel dumbo the teacups uh pinocchio peter pan but was in refurbishment normally uh it's a small world should be open too and a good thing the princess pavilion so how many so people are running to the Princess Pavilion? Is there accidents because people run so fast? It was it was a busy Sunday, and we had people running, but we walked to the Princess Pavilion, and we were at a five minute wait. Oh, oh wow! But once once word spreads so, across the Facebook groups, we were, we were there at eight thirty, rope drop under the castle. We went to the pavilion, and we were there at what? two minutes after that. Now, a few things to keep in mind. If you want breakfast, it is not possible anymore in the Hyperion because <laughs> yeah, you can access Discoveryland. So in Fantasyland, there's strictly nothing to eat. If you want to have breakfast inside the park, you can make reservation for Plaza Gardens, which is a character breakfast. You can go to the Market House Deli which is probably which packed. The, which is packed because that's the only thing. Or you can go to the Main Street Bakery and just buy a muffin, cookie, or croissant. That's it for the Disneyland Park. Now, after that, we went to the Walt Disney Studios. 
way more people than in the Disneyland park, but it was the first day. So we arrived and it was about, I think we, we had an hour, so half an hour, it was about around nine that we were there. So a lot of people. And at nine, we had five minutes for a rock and roller coaster. We were at uh, 60 for Ratatouille that went up to 80. And we were at 85 for Crush's Coaster. We talked to the park manager. He was nice enough to say hi. And he said, well, we're putting everything to work because the crowds are so big that we get all the other attractions up and running before the official opening. And he was right. So I think that day, uh, the Tower of Terror opened at 9.20. So they did do a lot of work to get everybody through the park mm -hmm. and, and enjoy those extra magic times. But that shouldn't be, that shouldn't, that should be something that's managed and controlled. They shouldn't have to do this. That, that shows yes. that it's not properly scheduled. And if they have to yeah. sort of emergency open attractions. Yes and no, the, because there are a few things that it was October 1st, first day of Halloween. A lot of fan accounts there that wanted to film everything. So we went to the park, all the people who were there for the first extra magic time at the Walt Disney Studios. Yeah. Uh, so they wanted to do the trail rides and and that's a big one. The breakfast of the Hotel Cheyenne was held in the Walt Disney Studios Park at Restaurant des Star. Why? So everybody, they're because they don't have a restaurant anymore. What Chuck do you mean? Chuck Quaggan's closed refurbishment. Yeah. So oh, really? They could, <laughs> Sorry, I was they, not aware. Yeah. So they would have to get their breakfast over there. So you, you could, if you wanted a normal buffet, you could, I guess, walk up and just pay because I went in. I said, okay, can I film the buffet? Because I want to everybody to see what's possible or not to have breakfast. And then they said, well, it's only here for the Cheyenne guests. So I'm guessing you can pay. A walk-in would be possible. But I don't know if it's going to stay or go because now it was only for the Cheyenne guests. So if That's you want breakfast... Idea. Why don't you have a big one. breakfast buffet in each park? What they did before it went to studios, it was in um, Pinocchio. It was in. Oh no, because we were when I was there in August. The Cheyenne people were eating their breakfast in chalet. Oh. So I don't know why that doesn't work, since especially if studios is more popular, you think you'd have the people eating their breakfast go to chalet. But yeah, well, I've I've seen that it was in the Hotel New York, uh, but it it maybe that was one of the reasons that it was more crowded than everything but if you want to see it's actually basically if you're there with children and you want to see characters go to the disneyland park if you want rides and trills and a breakfast something that doesn't match i don't know but go to the studios so you can at right. studio one you can eat breakfast the same breakfast that they have in the hyperion you have the trill rides that are open but no characters so you're going to basically make that choice and I guess the fun thing is that if you're there for several days, you could do one day at one park and the next day do extra magic time at another park. So you can see or something. Or just stay in bed. Mm. Or just stay in bed. That's our friend. Um, is it um, Is it Alan from Cafe Fantasia who loves to stay in bed? Um, <laughs> 
So, so good idea then. So good. Is that a good thing or a neutral thing or a bad thing? Well, it sounds like they, a good thing. Maybe they need to tweak a few things a little bit. Well, everybody was like disappointed and, oh, we're not going to have Discovery Land, but it was only, it was Hyperspace Mountain, Buzz Lightyear and uh, Orbitron. That, that was yeah. it. So three rides, I don't think that that's going to make the difference. And you have three rides that are actually, I think, maybe better over in the studios. And you can really make a split. People going for the rides and people going for the characters. And it's a great, it's a great thing to, if you want to do Crush's Coaster and don't want to stand in line too long, be there at Rope Drop for the Walt Disney Studios Extra Magic Time. And ride Crash's Coaster. Does that kind of mean, though, that anyone who's not staying on site or doesn't have annual pass, they basically they can't do the old rope drop trick because Crush will be 80 minutes by the time they're allowed into the park? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, case, uh, yeah. and uh, maybe um, a, a thing about the annual passes, extra magic cars just for Infinity and mm. Magic Plus. So they're already cutting off quite a few people there, aren't they? Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's you pay more too. So people are going to hate me to ever say that. But if you pay more, you get more. So, yeah. Um, and that thing used to be the case at Disneyland Paris, you know? <laughs> you used to pay nothing and get a lot. So it's, they're just trying to readjust yeah. their offer, you know? Time change. I'm be very controversial here, and I honestly think that Extra Magic Time annual password should only be for Infinity, because it just it would close that offsite loophole. I'm doing inverted commas that they have from people being able to. It would mean that a lot of people who buy annual passes and go cheaply once a year, they wouldn't be able to do it anymore because it would close that offsite loophole of being able to get an annual pass cheaply for a four day trip stay off site and then still get extra magic hours am i making yeah. sense yes but if you the the cheapest annual passes uh are not possible to go three or four days in a row so that's not possible that's only possible with the the highest annual passes and actually i don't see the, i don't see the problem get people in the park earlier uh let them buy souvenirs let them buy food and you will earn more money but not all the french are like that mm. and now again all the french will hate me and uh do you want spanish people to hate me too no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, i mean i mean why not why not leave all the passes why they i, I do understand that you're going to pay more and you're going to get more and you're going to get more extra time into the parks but on the other hand, if they leave more people in, they're gonna spend more. They're gonna the, the the average spending will be higher. I don't know. Well, like you said, not every guest is spending a lot, and also that might have to do with you know they've they've been doing better at merchandising and actually producing things that people want to buy. So I think it's a combination of both. You want people in the park to buy things, but you need to have things for them to buy, and actually. That brings me to the second thing I want to talk about scheduling is if you are trying to buy, well, we talked about breakfast already. It's almost impossible. And, you know, it's happened to me as well several times that I was at Extra Magic Hours and I was in Frontierland 
And the only place that you could buy breakfast, you had to walk all the way back to Main Street where there was a giant queue for, uh, for the deli. And eventually it became, you know, 10 or 11 a.m. and places starting opening for lunch and I just got lunch, you know, because you, who wants to go all the way down to Main Street, wait 40 minutes in line to have an average croissant and then, you know, you miss out on your extra magic hour. So breakfast is only is not the only issue. Uh, we've had so many people complain about dinner. So, Axel, this has happened to us. This has happened to everyone. And that's and that's dinner just just to put to put lunch there in between we were standing in line to see daisy on her meeting greet which is just next to cowboy cookout uh, in frontierland we were there at 11:25, and there were people lining up in front of cowboy cookout so i was thinking like do they have an event or a meet and greet in there people were actually lining up to get lunch at 12 when the restaurant would open and when the restaurant opened, there was a line of, I'm not kidding here, 60 people standing in line before the restaurant officially opened. That's crazy. That's crazy. They, they really have a problem. Why open a restaurant at 12? Open it at 11 and let people who say, okay, we skip breakfast. We're going to take an early lunch and we're going to divide the time. Just make sure that people can lunch and they can start lunch at 11. Just to make the jump to Walt Disney World, they start lunch at Be Our Guest at 10.30 a.m. lunch. As you've learned. And they're <laughs> and they, and they now going to start lunch at the Satuli Canteen at 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. They're going to start lunch. So because if there's a demand, Disneyland, they need to recognize it and be able to serve their customers. Yeah, but why doesn't why doesn't Paris? So I don't know. And, and those so people... it's really it's really frustrating to be wanting to have dinner at seven thirty, which I think is not a completely unrealistic, uh, outrageous demand. Um, and then everything is closed, and your last remaining option is Cafe Hyperion in the entire but park, or or you have why? to go. Oh, you have to go to oh, a table Daisy's service restaurant for the ones that are open, and those are usually booked up or have a three-hour wait, and by then, you know, it's gonna close anyway. So, why why is why is Cowboy Cookout not open uh, until ten o'clock at night? Why are and why Hakuna is Matata? Thing? I when you guys were in Captain Jack's, I tried to go to Hakuna Matata and get dinner, but it was shut. Like. Which, by the way, is often marked open till 8, and then they close the door at 7, because I guess you need an hour for people to stop, finish eating and clear the place, but they don't tell you that. It shows open till 8, and then we showed up one time, it was like 7.20, and they're like, oh yeah, the doors are closed. Um, so, definitely something they need to figure out, because I was definitely not the only one. People were showing up behind me, trying to open the door, and being like, well, what, what do we do now? Why can't we have dinner? Well, and those are people who want to spend, you know... 15 euros on a quick service, uh, you know, little dinner. Like, it, and that's good. That's good profit for the park. And people want to pay that money and they can't because everything is closed. And it's been an issue for years. This is not new, by the way. Okay, so I have the opening times of the restaurants just checking the facts. I have this, I have this cool app. <laughs> For tonight, for example, which is a weeknight, park closes 
at 8 o'clock. Just Fantasyland, we have Chalet de la Marionette closing at 6, the Auberge closing at 4, and Tote Hall closing at 5.30. Why is it closing just... at 5.30? Should it just close after lunch? Because who's going to eat between 3 and 5.30? Exactly. And then every other <laughs> restaurant, except for the Main Street crap, closes at 7.30. Well, because Why? the park closes at eight, and so that, that's know. yeah. But does that does that mean that you're gonna the park closes at eight? Okay, so seven thirty is the last one in. So, but the rest they, they which don't is have. weird because you at eight everybody... o'clock you have illumination, and then you have the post illumination. Really, the, you can be in there until at least nine o'clock, maybe nine fifteen. Of course, and I do think. First of all, I don't think that but that's another discussion that eliminations should be at closing, but an hour before closing, that's the first thing. And then on the other hand, I don't see the problem with some, I'm not talking about all the restaurants, but some staying open before, well, after official closure or even before the official opening. I don't see a problem with that. The only they do thing that in like, Walt Disney World. Yeah, I'm I'm not asking for every single restaurant to be open all the time, but there seem to have a, quite a strong, uh, you know, guest uh, polling team. Like, and and they have statistics. Uh, we need one restaurant per land to be open until half an hour before closing. closing. Or, no, you know, closing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe or maybe even close it in the afternoon. You know, close it between three and five if if it's a staff issue. You know, if they need a break. Like I don't know. Have be creative. But it is frustrating to not be ring. able. And <laughs> it's 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 frustrating to not be able to get dinner because then you end up uh, waiting forever for a crap burger in Discoveryland, which you didn't want, but you're hungry, so you just eat that. So it's. Yeah. So something they need to work on. That was that was our complaints segments uh but uh, uh <laughs> in our next segment no but it's yeah. it's not a complaint so everybody's talking about it it's not a, it's not a, just a complaint anymore it's a true problem that i understand that they want if you want to make money like every business wants to make money you have to make sure that you can earn money be sure that at least one restaurant is open and earn your money we had on Saturday night, and that was the fan days event thing and Halloween event thing. So there were a lot of events, and I can understand that. But just in the Disneyland Park, we had the Cowboy Cookout and Colonel Hardy's closed for the events. And it was only like six in the evening. So those two were closed, and then Hakuna Matata had lines outside the restaurant. So I don't, I don't see why they, I don't get it. They just don't want to make money. Yeah, it's really, it's really not really, uh, it's, it's, it's not something easy to understand. I don't know. I, don't, I can't really find a reason for it. Staffing, I guess. But uh, really, this is not where they should be cutting because, you know, the food is one of the most profitable part of running the parks. Food, merchandise, that's how they make money, isn't it? So, come on. What, you mean those little blue Mickeys from 49 euros that were sold don't, out of day one? 
get me started with the Blue Mickeys. I don't want it anymore. I've been waiting too long. I wanted it in March, not in September. Anyway. Yeah, but even now they're sold out. They sold out. Yeah. They sold out day one. Wow. Was it limited? I'm sure they'll be paying for a 300 No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about Marvel at the Wild Disney Studios. So, um, and more, actually. More season. Yeah, yeah. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the ED92 radio show. I am here with uh, Axel and Elliot. And now we are going to talk about the topic of the night. If you uh, if we haven't mentioned, we're recording on Thursday. Is today Thursday? Yeah. Yes. October 5th. Yeah. Yes. October 5th. And we just, uh, you know, we, we were sitting on that, that bomb for a while. And then we thought, you know, we, it's time to drop it. So um well let's start let's start from the beginning okay so we started the week um so the the march of the first order and the stormtrooper um patrol are both moving to Discoveryland in march 2018 which from judging from the reaction everyone thought that it was a good idea and it actually fits there with star tours and with everything over there in the back of Discoveryland. what do you guys think yeah as long as it's that, because that back little area seems more like a Tomorrowland-esque 
anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like that's that where area. it um, and and have Star Tours in the background and the the what is it called the the ship the X wing and all that. Mm-hmm. It just fits, you know. If you want to take a picture with the, the stormtroopers, you're gonna have that X wing behind you and not the guard just uh, I mean Tower of Terror. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice one. Uh, okay, so um, the the reason why uh, they're moving in March is very most likely that uh, Walt Disney Studios is preparing a marvelous uh, summer season. So, uh, so basically, the year at the Walt Disney Studios is going to be pretty jam packed from now on with seasons, uh, starting in January with Season of the Force, and then in March. Uh, well, I don't think actually it will start in March, but um, yeah, in the summer, like uh, May. Probably. Yeah, they need a, they need a yeah. Well, I well, think it'll, I think it'll probably it's start when the June. Infinity War comes out, so that's gonna be like May. It's gonna start when the uh, Marvel stunt show starts, which I think is gonna be oh. in June. Um, so uh, yeah, there, it looks like they're planning a, a Marvel season for next summer, and of course the big the big thing that's in preparation is the Marvel stunt show instead of Cinemagic. Uh, there's apparently been a new permit for construction that was just filed this week. We're trying to get more information on that. And we've heard noise and we've heard rumors that, you know, the the queue was being redone, the stage is being redone, and also there's been a lot of additions for acrobats, uh, comedians, dancers. It seems to be something really big. And something that we haven't talked about anywhere else is um, it sounds like this is actually going ahead. One of the famous superhero will be flying above the audience during the show. Uh, so he will, and that's why it's gonna cost that much money. Yeah. So, but that's cool. Yeah. So it's gonna we'll be have. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be really cool. And if it's at the same level, or it, I haven't even heard that it's better than making a magician, which is kind of like a big you know that's shock uh shocking thing to say nothing is better yes. than making the magician uh, well maybe for some achievement i don't know but uh um uh, elliot is gasping uh but so so that would, be, that would be the big thing for the next uh for the next summer and then uh, after that season ends uh we will see the closure of our beloved or not beloved <laughs> uh tower of terror uh, to become uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and mirroring the Disneyland Resort version. I see Elliot trying to, uh, doing the uh, shooting myself uh, gesture. Why? Why? Come on. You don't like it. You're not happy. Right. So I don't have a problem with the attraction. I'm not a die-hard Tower of Terror fan or anything. I think it looks really cool. I've seen the videos. I'd love to go on it. My problem is... Is where the tower is in studios. It's basically the castle. It's slap bang in the middle of the park. There's no hiding it. There's no. It's not like fine. If this was behind the stunt show or whatever, fine. Do it. Take it. But it's just where it is. It's right in the middle of the park. So it basically, for me personally, ruins the chance of it having a perfect entry sequence. My idea of the perfect studio's entry sequence would be to remove Studio One. Going through front lot, have like a nice Buena Vista Street leading up to Tower of Terror as the castle. For me, that's a perfect entry sequence. By changing it to Mission Breakout, there's no hiding this thing. So if you've got all these pipes and metallic objects up on the thing, if you're going to build some sort of ancient street, you're going to be able to see it. And that's like, the stu- the sight lines in the studios are generous already. Like, this is just going too far. 
Yeah, but who says they're gonna build a Buena Vista Street? Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be in the middle of Marvel Land, next to Pixar Land, and I knew I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, I don't know what what the big deal is about, and everybody complaining and crying that they're gonna take away the the, the Tower of Terror. I mean, honestly. Who of all the people that are screaming out the loudest watch the Twilight Zone or the Twilight Show each and every night? Or who remembers the Twilight Show? Nobody. You know, it's really nicely themed. And I know I've seen it being built. I've seen it falling down. I mean, pieces falling down, literally. Uh, But we're, we're... we're 11 years later and it's okay i'm i can live with it we are gonna have look at look at california they have an amazing attraction they have an attraction where they can do a layover just for halloween so i mean just for part of the day at halloween it's not even a full day it's the thing that switches at 6 p.m which is pretty amazing but that's awesome Come on, how, if we could have that and say like, okay, well, we don't have Halloween anymore. It's now a paying thing, but well, we're going to switch the Gardens of the Galaxy. Come on. And you're going to experience. Yeah, like a new attraction. And the thing too that, you know, Elliot, you mentioned uh, Buena Vista Street and some of the rumors are still that there would be some sort of Buena Vista Street entrance. But I think the thing that people, guests are, are not interested in seeing a working movie studio anymore because it is not something that that interests uh, crowds. Now everything's done by computer and the model. Did they ever? Uh, well, when yeah. when Hollywood Studios was built, there was still sort of a myth of the movies and it was that was actually seeing. a studio though, like. It was for a little bit, and Paris was a, at least a TV studio for a little bit. Um, but uh, now all this myth is really gone, and what they're repositioning themselves as is not a place where you see where you see movies being made, but a place where they put you inside the movies. So basically, um, while well, Disney Studios would have all the Marvel movies and all the Star Wars movies and all the um, Pixar movies, and basically you would go there to feel like you're inside it, like you know when you when you walk through Pandora in the US or when you walk through all those very immersive lands that are being so popular. So it's, it is the first step of that. I agree with you that the tower was built way too close. This was, this was not the spot, even when it, it, even as tower of terror, it is too close. It's every other park that has one. It's, it's been sort of at the end of a road at the it's supposed to be looming in a distance it's not supposed to be in your face i don't think you can even appreciate the the look of it when it's so close to you when you walk through studio one but that's the problem is that's something that's done you know we can't really move the building the so. tower. <laughs> um, but the 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 other thing that you know we're discussing on the team is apparently the facade is not going to be the same as the one in california and the reason is uh, that we need to project on it. Uh, so that could be a good thing or a bad thing because if they make it flatter, <laughs> I don't know It'll if it might be even cheaper. <laughs> but you know, I trust. I think... 
and so just their creative vision that they could make it still nice and projectable on because obviously you can't project on metal tubes and metal and and black and all that stuff so i think the only thing that bothers me about the dza version is really the pipelines that that looks i don't know the ride itself everything inside looks awesome but i think if they could have a second shot at how the exterior would look it could be even better in paris see why yeah. why don't they just do it after dark so project the guardians of the galaxy facade onto it and then just play the video clip simple not joking but <laughs> yeah no i mean We'll see. We'll see what they come up with, but it might be um, it might be slightly different because obviously uh, they've invested a lot of money in projection shows for Christmas. But then, what's going to happen at Christmas? Are you going to project a Christmas show on Guardians of the Galaxy? I guess you, they do on Tower of Terror, which is not really Christmassy. At least it's why not? Seems more of a blank canvas than Mission Breakout. Right, I mean, they but then Star Wars in the castle. Sorry. They project Star Wars on the castle. So. Don't, don't get me started yeah. on that one. Why, why not? Why not do it the other way? So, which I don't agree with in principle, but every time I see it, I'm I'm kind of like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the segment is probably the the opening, the closing, and that segment is probably the only good thing about this entire show. So, um maybe that's why i like it but to go back to galaxy i think it's inevitable you know and and people complain that uh, oh we put you're putting more ip in the park but twilight zone is ip and it's an ip <laughs> that's outdated it's as outdated as aerosmith i'm sorry steven tyler but not but disney's it's not disney's they have to pay royalties for uh, twi- yeah. uh for the twilight zone and they do pay every year for for this and i thought you know, they paid for like 20 years I I don't know. I think there's still it's an ongoing thing, and and if they switch the theme, then they won't have to pay the royalty. It's sort of the added bonus, and also you get to write off a film a franchise that was a surprise hit. And uh, I did research, yeah. as you know, I did research into this this morning. It didn't actually do that well in France. Oh yeah, you did look at that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but but you know, people French people don't know the Twilight Zone at all, and and they managed to love the attraction. And the, the thing that kind of saves it for me, even though I haven't written it yet, um, is that everyone who's been on it has been saying that it was a lot of fun. So, in hopefully. English, what if they start putting, like, Rocket in French? That's when it doesn't become fun. I don't know. He, he's in French in the movies. Uh, exactly. So, but I don't want to well, see him in French. No, but I, I think they're going to have, again, like they had in the tower, and, like, they actually have but never use in phantom manner a spiel for french and english so if you have a good cast member who is in a good mood and you ask to say can we see rocket in english i think you can just push the button and you'll have it in english i had an english cast member on tartara last trip so he was quite biased he was like so you're english okay we'll annoy the froggies and we'll play he actually said that um and we'll play it in english well, I asked the casting about last time to have it in English, and he sort of ignored me, and then it was on in French. But uh, I guess it really depends who you... Who you yes, as I said, yeah, if you have a good cast member, he will do so. This cast yeah. member started singing, like, Poor Unfortunate Souls when they spotted someone's Ursula leggings, so they were a good cast member. Oh, that is that is pretty good, yeah. 
<laughs> that's pretty good. So yeah, um, you know, uh, to be to be confirmed, of course, and uh, we'll see development, I guess, um, um, as soon as uh, so on on uh, Marvel Summer, we should see some development next week. I think the brochure comes out mid October, um, oh, and yeah. I'm trying to. The summer season will be in it, so we'll be looking out for that. Uh, they have to announce it, travel agent, and they, they just can't, uh, you know, go through the end of the year. When is this Marvel show going to be confirmed then? Like, well, you know, they have a week, uh, or they might just not say anything and uh, let us do the work of finding the brochure and uh, telling everyone, and then the uh, press release will come the following week. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it sounds like it should be announced soon. And as far as, you know, Guardians, there's obviously more time for this, but the closure schedule, um, they've, they've had, they've started this habit now of telling people um, refurbishment schedules uh, six months in advance or even more than that, sometimes over a whole year since the project sparkles. So if they continue doing that, we should see maybe a beginning of the year. So if I'm right, this is going to, this is going to, close it's then going to reopen it's then going to close again it's then going to reopen again so i don't know axel what do you think it um i i've i wasn't sure uh, is is tower of terror going to close in march and then reopen for the summer and then close again it sounds to me like they're going to start doing the little works like they did in california in march so some things gonna... that we might not really see maybe we'll see a scaffolding here and there maybe we'll see one elevator will be close they... to that they're going to start little works and i think it's planned uh the shop will be planned as one of the first um i, do, I don't know how they, they they're going to do that but yeah that that's one uh that should be uh first i don't know if march going to be a a total closure uh or just you know like you say one elevator or just close the the shop yeah. And, and let everybody go to to little hallway and then get outside so we will have to see that i think that the closure of the planned closure of september 18 i think we can we can be pretty sure of that yeah well the um, the, thing, the way they did it in california is that they started doing those little works while it was still open and then they even put the scaffolding on i remember when it was running with the scaffolding on you would see this yeah. little hole for the elevators and it was even running so they really let it run until the very end when they really had to do work on the elevators um, but they have they have the crowds uh and they cannot they, they do not have the choice i think yeah. in dca no, no. to to close such a big attraction i think if they would do that in paris it would have less impact you think so but i don't know what's this it, because it doesn't have much capacity really if you look at true, it yeah right that's it can fit five people and then uh <laughs> i mean in 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 each uh scenario that you can go uh we we should have seen scaffolding way earlier because the place is falling apart. It's literally falling apart. And, and that was one of the reasons why we got a, a few hints very early in, in this process, uh, because the tower was in such bad shape and they could have started work early, but they waited uh, and they waited with a reason. And the reason is the mission breakout, right? So 
in any way, we, we, we would have had scaffolding around the tower. Even if it stayed or was gone, they have to, to put the work in there because the, the outside is, is terrible. Uh, they had to, to, to start work on that. So with or without scaffolding, I don't think that that's going to change a lot because we would have had it anyway. Right. And what's going to happen to our Christmas show next year then? Uh, are they going to recalibrate it to be uh, projected on a square structure? <laughs> it would be really yeah. easy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's possible, you know, they, they, they can do another mapping and they can map uh, on the scaffolding what will be a bright color and, and will be even, maybe we'll, we'll see even better. Yeah, it will be even know. easier because it won't be projected on yeah. brown uh, and a complicated structure. Yeah. I don't know how much mapping they'll so, need to be. It will be basically a box, but maybe they could make the scaffolding mm -hmm. interesting and almost matching the shape of the tower. So we'll see. And then work work with that. And maybe each and every evening they could project something else on it. You know, they could project the tower on it if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. That would be a really good idea. They could project the tower with a few guardian, you know, guardian characters uh, running around it, uh, and little by little, the tower would transform Working on the scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool! Yeah. So if you're listening yeah. at EDLI, uh, do this. It'd be really cool. You change it every month, and every month it looks a little bit more like guardians, <laughs> just by yeah, projection. How long Why did this? Not? They they have it. How long did it actually take in California? Was it four months or six? Well, it was six months, I think. Um, yeah. Transformation, but part of those six months, I think the the attraction was still open. That includes okay. when they had those holes. But I think ours will probably close for six full months because we're not as efficient, generally making <laughs> attractions. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it to be less than six months to change the whole facade and the well, inside. I'm... I'm guessing they will they will put different teams to work for the outer facade because that needs uh, a lot of work on it just besides uh, the new guardians facade they need to get rid of all of the first layer that is now crumbling off yeah so they need to repair that and then afterwards they can start building on again and they received some insurance money, I think, from uh, the construction company that did it. Oh, they received they received company. quite some money. They won the the, the legal suit, and and that's, I mean, that's, that's going to pay for breakouts. So, <laughs> well, well, that's why it was so weird. They had the money in the bank. They received the money. They won. They won in court. They had the money, and still nothing was happening. And as far as I heard, telling it was Walt Disney Imagineering said, okay, put that money on hold. We have other plans and we will communicate to you later. But that money, put it on hold. And with that money, that's a good starting fund for, for the, the mission breakout. Yeah, definitely. So let's see, um, you know, it's uh, definitely exciting times. I know not everyone is happy about it. A lot of people are complaining. I would say maybe on Twitter we had about 70% no and 30% yes. Um, but again, uh, what's encouraging is that anyone who's been on the ride uh, in the attraction uh, seems to be very positive about it. So, you know what, maybe it is a good thing uh guys we're gonna uh, finish here because uh, we've been going for quite a while this time 
Um, something I didn't mention is that this week we're going to be on iTunes exclusively. So we have, uh, as you maybe noticed, we have less breaks and less, uh, you know, limits for what we can do. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you, Axel. Thank you, Elliot, for being on the show okay. this month. You are very welcome. Axel is exhausted. He's been working a lot and also partying a lot at Disneyland Paris. So uh, we're going to let him <laughs> to bed. Partying, <laughs> filming my parties, editing the parties, and then putting them online. And now yeah. we have uh, a podcast to do, which for you guys, it's still in a good hour because you are over in, in the UK. But exactly. I'm here in uh, Russia, where it's already late. <laughs> I want to go to All bed. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We Obviously, we'll be back uh, next month talking about Christmas and talking about all the new things. Uh, that happened in the meantime. Um, so uh, make sure you follow everyone, Axel, Elliot, and ourselves, of course, and uh, subscribe on iTunes. And uh, we'll see you next month. Ben, what do you yes. think about a crazy idea for next podcast? Why don't we think about a giveaway? Yes, yes. To encourage our okay. listeners. So next, next podcast, I think we should have a giveaway for the fifth episode. All right, we'll have a fifth anniversary party. Uh, Has to be hunchback with, themed. With a, <laughs> we're gonna dress up uh, Axel uh, hunchback style. That's gonna be great. We'll put some like you know circus things in it. I'll be Esmeralda. Exactly. Perfect. Can't <laughs> can't wait. All right, guys. Uh, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Take what you got and you give it